Welcome to Fanboy and the Hater, a podcast hosted and produced by Mike Hall and Jim Harris, where we discuss the best and worst in movies, TV, and pop culture, edited by Jim Harris, and music by Mike Hall. Jim, how about that geographically adjacent sports team that's doing well this quarter? Yay! They're certainly scoring points efficiently. They are scoring points efficiently, and crowds and fans seem excited. Yes, they're wooing quite exuberantly. Woo! Yeah, I'm not really a sports guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, sports! So, yeah, the other day I was just thinking about all the time at work, it's all, all it seems to be anybody wants to talk about is sports all the time, sports this, sports that, and I'm just kind of dumbfounded by it. I don't understand it, but at the same time, I do kind of like sports. I just don't really like following, watching a lot of sports. There are people I know who like playing sports, but don't like watching sports. Are you one of those people? Yeah. I don't necessarily dislike watching sports. I'm just not really that into it. I'm not going to go, oh, I can't do something because the game's going to be on or anything like that. Partially because of I don't really like crowds, but I'm not going to go sit in the stands to barely be able to see what's going on in the sport just to say that I was there. Well, that's another sort of thing. Maybe we could break it down this way. Sort of the sports that you like to play. And then for the sports that you'd like to watch, I also like to differentiate that. There are some sports that I don't mind watching on television. I'm not really a big be there live in the stands guy, though. Yeah. And a lot of my sports watching, I really, maybe it's because I've had really crappy seats, but it's like, I don't really think in most of the things I've gone to that you really can see that much of the game being there live in person, it's just easier to see stuff on television. Plus, when you're watching on TV, you get the replays and the the commentary explaining things that you may not notice right away. And Yeah, exactly. Like, what the hell just happened? Why did that happen? Yeah, and you get that type of stuff. Not that that's always useful, which we can get into. But let's start off from the, the beginning there. So as a kid growing up, did you play sports? I grew up every day playing football or basketball with friends every day and I guess when the Bulls were huge you know with the Jordan era I got really into basketball for a little while I was watching that quite a bit because the friend that I used to play basketball with was a huge Bulls fan a huge Scottie Pippen fan and so he got me watching I watched for for a while and then it just got boring to me it's every game's basically the same over and over and over again that's my issue with sports generally, is it so repetitive? Oh, yeah. I definitely want to get to that as a, as a spectator. But when you said you play uh, basketball and football, you don't mean like at school. You mean just like with your friends? Yeah, just with friends. Yeah, I never really played in school because I'm not really big on structure. I tried playing football, but being so small. And then I'm so used to playing without any equipment 
that when I put the equipment on, I just I was like, I can't see anymore. I can barely move. I, I didn't know how to play anymore because of all that. So I was like, yeah, no, I'll just keep playing dangerously with my friends. Yeah, for me growing up, as it probably will not be surprising to hear that I was not an athlete. (laughs) (laughs) About the only, I mean, I played basketball as a kid, organized basketball, because I was kind of forced to, because I grew up in a small town and I was tall. Yeah. So I played in a basketball league through my church, and I played a little bit of basketball in high school. But I sucked at it, so I didn't play it for very long. So that was about the only organized sport of the major sports. So we're in the United States. So the four major sports in the United States, not in this order, are baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. And hockey barely makes that list. And hockey barely makes that list, depending upon what part of the country you live in. But my point is the only organized sport, like through a school or some other organization, So I played what I would call organized basketball in the sense that there was a league, there was a referee, there were uniforms, that type of stuff, as opposed to just like pickup games. Yeah. I played a lot more just pickup games with friends because basketball was one of the easiest group sports to play because you didn't need a lot of people. You just needed a court and a ball. Whereas like some other sports like baseball, I didn't really get into baseball until I was older, but that's not for us, was not a very easy sport to play because you needed too many people. Yeah. So we played wiffle ball and stick ball more often on very small, confined areas, which also made it easier to hit home runs, but just because we had very few people. So we played a lot of basketball. I had friends who were big into hockey, and they played street hockey, often on the basketball courts, sometimes on the street. I hated hockey as a kid, Because my older brother, whose name is Michael, used to play hockey and he would take me down to the backyard and force me to play goalie (laughs) while he practiced his shot. And I had to play goalie without goalie equipment while he shot those hard orange street hockey pucks (laughs) at me, which simultaneously did two things. It, one, made me hate hockey and two, made me afraid of the ball in baseball because I was playing goalie with just a baseball glove and a hockey stick, like a regular hockey stick. (laughs) So I was so afraid of the ball. I mean, I wish I had played Little League Baseball as a kid, but I didn't really get into it. It was too late. I tried to play baseball. I tried out for the high school baseball team, but I almost made it just because my school was so small and there were so few people trying out, but I didn't even make that team. But I was afraid of the ball. Like someone threw a baseball at me, I would step to the side And stick my glove out. Because that was my reflex of the ball coming at me playing goalie for my brother. But on the other hand, you're really good at dodgeball now. Yeah, I'm a little bit better at dodgeball. Though the the ball is unfortunately bigger in dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not quick or agile or coordinated. So basketball was about the only organized sport that I played. And I played a, a little bit of wiffle ball and stickball instead of baseball. Never really liked hockey. We played some flag football, but we also played some tackle football because we were idiots. Meaning like not in an organized, just like go to a field and just play tackle football with no pads. Oh, that's all we did. And we did that for a while until we broke someone's arm. And then we kind of switched to flag football. That just means he's the referee now. (laughs) Well, it was actually funny because it was one of those things that typically happen. It was a younger kid 
who wanted to play with us because again there weren't a lot of kids around oh yeah so we let him play and we probably shouldn't have and we broke his arm so we had to take him home and basically ring his mom's doorbell and say here's your son we broke him sorry see what we did is we would just hit him just hard enough to hurt him but not to really hurt him so then he didn't want to play anymore Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we didn't intentionally break his arm. It was a complete accident. But it was just like he was like three years younger than us. And he just got, he fell awkwardly after getting tackled by a, a much bigger and older kid. And as soon as, and it was like, a, as soon as he fell to the ground, we're like, ooh, that's a bad sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that kid loved it, though. Because he wore his cast as a badge of honor. Yeah. Because he got to go around telling kids that he broke his arm playing tackle football with the older kids. Fair enough. <laughs> I guess I misled you. I did play, I played softball for a couple of years in a league. Oh, okay. So like one of the one of the years we won uh, the whole thing. And then one of the years we won the, the tournaments. Because they would do, they would do the league. But then like halfway through the league, they would do tournaments. And, you know, whoever won the tournaments would get trophies, and then whoever won the overall league would get trophies. And due to no fault of my own, in one of them we won one, and one of them we won the other. But in those, when I played there, I played right field, so I didn't do a lot. Once they figured out I could actually catch and throw, they tried to move me, but I'm like, I don't want responsibility. (laughs) I just want to play a little bit. And I sucked at hitting, too, so I barely count that. I mostly played uh, with with one good friend of mine. He, he was he was the only other kid my age that lived right right near me. So him and I would play one on one football and basketball. Like I said, every day, usually multiple games of each. All, I mean, that's what we'd do all day, all, every day, uh, unless we we're at the pool. And he was bigger, stronger, faster, like just overall way more athletic than I ever was. So he just dominated in everything we did, but I kept playing and playing to where he would beat me, but it would be close most of the time somehow. But then that actually ended up going to when we would play in groups with more people, I ended up one of the first ones picked because he was such an athlete that getting anywhere near his level meant that I was better than most other people in that would be playing. And so it it just ended up that way except for basketball I just never really got good at basketball I'm too short but football I could run with it I could catch I could ended up being able to throw pretty well Um, as I mean you've seen some of that as we've kind of thrown footballs around and stuff I don't think we ever really played flag football though did we I don't think so no I thought about bringing it up a couple times but then I just saw our friends getting broken and I was like never mind (laughs) yeah we used to play I used to play one-on-one I mean, basketball was an easy sport to play because even when there wasn't a lot of people around, we could play one-on-one basketball. Yeah. And it was a nice courtyard near one of my friend's houses growing up that was enclosed on three sides. So there was a brick wall on three sides of the enclosure. So we could have basically a, a home plate against one wall and someone could pitch from the other side. And when you hit the ball... It just if it got past the person who was pitching, it just bounced off of the wall behind him. Oh, nice! So it was very easy to play stickball. Which for people who are listening, stickball for us meant a sawed-off hockey stick and a tennis ball is what stickball was for us. Okay. So that's what was easy for us to play because instead of having to like chase the ball all around the field, 
if you just went to like an actual baseball field and like pitched to someone while they were hitting, you would spend the vast majority of the time running after the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In that courtyard, it would ricochet all over the place, but you could just go pick it up. It was very easy to play. So we were able to play one-on-one stickball that way. We would just bring like a bucket of balls to the, the diamond. We had a ball diamond that was like a block away from my house. And so we would just take like a bucket of balls up there with a bat and just take turns hitting. Like one would pitch, the other one would hit the bucket of balls. And then we'd go pick them all up, put them back in the bucket and swap out who was pitching, who was hitting. And sometimes we did that. We used the younger kids in the neighborhood to go fetch the balls. That too. Yeah. While we were hitting. Yeah. If we had any other people, it would be, they would be outfield trying to catch it. Yeah. But back to, back to other sports, the way I understand things, you're from Boston. Yes. So I think that makes you legally obligated to be a diehard fan of specific teams for arbitrary reasons. Is that correct? Yes, and you kind of alluded to that as a joke up front about the uh, geographic location associated with sort of inheriting your team. Yeah, so growing up in Boston, had a lot of options in terms of the fact that we had a major sports franchise in each of the four major American sports. So I grew up with the Boston Red Sox, the Boston Celtics, the Boston Bruins, and the New England Patriots. So I had four professional franchises in my home state or actual home city for three out of the four of those. So you were kind of obligated by accident of birth to like those teams. Which is usually an accident. Which is usually an accident, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least an accident in the sense that you have no control over it. So it's like, I mean, you you were born and grew up in Iowa, so Iowa doesn't have any professional sports teams of its own. I think we're about to. I think we're about to get a professional soccer team. Oh, okay. Well, I meant real sports. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So for our our non-American listeners, when we say football, we mean the National Football League, which is the American version of football, which uh, somewhat ironically, we're actually recording this on February 7th, which is Super Bowl Sunday in the United States, which we'll get to in a bit, but it's the day of the championship game for the American version of professional football. And just to piss off the rest of the world, we call football soccer here. Exactly. (laughs) So growing up in Iowa, did you like, you had some, I mean, regionally you had options. You didn't have in the state. I mean, you had like, did you have any teams that you followed as a kid? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. First, I'll say that most people in the state that are fans of sports, it's usually uh, Minnesota, uh, Green Bay Packers, a lot, uh, Chicago, Kansas City. It's a nice blend of those teams of fans here for most cases. The only sport that I was ever really, I ever really followed besides the Bulls for a few years was football. And I was always a 49ers fan. And that was actually came up when I was. I don't know, I was probably like eight years old or something like that, somewhere around there. And my dad was watching it, and I looked up. Now, I don't know, I was playing with toys or something, and I just happened to look up, and I saw the cheerleaders, and I was like, I like that team. (laughs) And it just so happened to be the uh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice era, and they were good. And so I was like, oh, I picked the good team. Sweet. Nice. And I've just been a 49ers fan since, but not like a diehard, like, I'll check on them every once in a while and see how they're doing and go, ah, oh, man, and then check again in a couple months or something. Like I was born in 1971, so when I was in elementary school, I actually had a Pittsburgh Steelers jacket. 
not because I liked the Pittsburgh Steelers. In the, in the 1970s, the Pittsburgh Steelers were a powerhouse team that had won like multiple Super Bowls in short span of time. So they were like most generically popular teams. So my parents just like bought me a jacket that was on sale at some store and it just happened to be a Steelers jacket. So for most of my elementary school years, I wore a Pittsburgh Steelers jacket, but I was not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, nor was I even really into football at all. It was just like a jacket I wore. All right. But I think it's sometimes I think it's more interesting here in in Iowa where, where we live, where we are now. I think regionally, like you had mentioned, there's a lot more options. You have Minnesota, Green Bay, Kansas City, Chicago. I grew up in Boston, so for New England, so not just like Massachusetts, but pretty much for the entire region I was in, there were four teams. So you kind of felt maybe a little bit more pressure to be like a Boston Red Sox fan in Boston, whereas in Iowa, you could be a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan or a Twins fan or Royals fan. So you had more options in the region as opposed to me it was just like if you growing up in boston if you weren't a fan of the boston sports teams people like were kind of not angry with you but like didn't understand it's like why are you not supporting quote unquote our teams right it's like we don't own them (laughs) it's like why are they our teams why do we have to root for the home team there might be a little bit i mean especially here where we're at there's a lot of amateur leagues that feed the pros for different sports, but we don't really have any pro sports. I will say I'm also, as we'll get into later, that I fucking hate baseball. But I'm a Cubs fan only because I had I had a friend when I was a teenager uh, that playing an online game, basically, and we talked all the time that the reason she was on talking all the time was because she was actually in the hospital with leukemia. And when she was getting close to the end... She asked if I would, she was like a diehard Cubs fan and she asked if I'd root for the Cubs for her. So I was like, yep. So I'll, I'll be a Cubs fan for life ju- just to support her out of her memory. But otherwise, I mean, I could care less about baseball. <sighs> yeah. I mean, growing up, it was easy for me to, because basketball was the sport that I played. But also when I was growing up in the late 70s and through the 80s, the Boston Celtics were also a very popular and successful team. So it was easy for me to get into basketball more because I played it as a kid and the local professional team was good. I didn't really get into, I hated hockey because of my brother, so I wouldn't even watch hockey games. The New England Patriots really sucked back then, but I did watch football for the silly reason that you only had to watch one day a week for the most part. So it was something to watch on Sundays mm-hmm. during the winter. So I did watch football, but I wasn't really too much into it. And I got I didn't get into baseball until I was in high school, so until the 1980s. And the Boston Red Sox were a perennial also runs in terms of, you know, having gone almost a century before they would finally win a World Series. So I saw them go to the playoffs a lot, but they would lose, sometimes in spectacular fashion, like in 1975 and 1986. But the thing that actually got me more into sports as a spectator was fantasy sports. Did you ever play any fantasy sports? No, no. I've never fantasized about sports ever. Do you even know what fantasy sports are? I I do, but go ahead and explain it for anybody that might not. So according to the internet, which knows everything, 
A fantasy sport is a type of game often played using the internet, where participants assemble imaginary or virtual teams as proxies of real players of a professional sport. So it's basically like playing a, a board game where the outcome of the game is based on real-world events. So I played fantasy baseball and fantasy football. So we would draft players from not just your local team, but anywhere uh, in the country. And then you would basically track their statistics. So if that way, if they hit a home run, that was a home run for your team. And leagues ran different ways, but there were basically different ways to track. Like, did your team have the most home runs that week? Did your team have the most wins as pitchers and stuff like that? It was geeky. But the thing that made it interesting is it made me pay attention to more than just the local teams. Yeah. So growing up, I only pretty much knew, I could tell you the starting lineup at that time when I was a kid, of the Boston Red Sox starting lineup, who their uh, starting pitchers were, pretty much their entire 25-man roster because I was a fan. But I didn't know anything about the other teams in the league. Playing fantasy sports... I ended, we actually did narrow it down because there was only a couple of us. We only played with the American League. I learned about every single team in the American League. So I knew all of the players, the star players in all of the teams. So I actually ended up also watching other games other than just Red Sox games. And the same thing with football, too. We played fantasy football. So I followed, instead of only watching the Patriots games, I used to follow and and watch the statistics for all of the other teams as well. So I actually learned more about the sport and who the good players were and enjoyed, I guess, watching uh, the games a bit more. Fair enough. Because we were playing, because it was part of a a fantasy game that we were playing. And that's pretty popular. Maybe that explains why so many people are, are into sports a little bit more. I don't know. I enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it that much. And I guess one of the things that really got me thinking about recording this episode too is again like you said the Super Bowls today and all week it's talked about the week before all the time people are always asking who are you rooting for who are you rooting for and I always jokingly say I'm rooting for the refs because then I won't lose <laughs> but realistically I just I just want it to be a good game I don't really care who wins I have no stake in it I've got no I don't know anybody on either team I don't have any association with any team I just hope it's a good game and not a complete blowout. And that for a long time, like for professional football, yeah, I would always watch the Super Bowl or maybe I guess the playoffs. Like I would watch the Patriots because they were the local team. But if I didn't catch the game, like I wouldn't stay home for the day to watch the Patriots game. Like if I didn't go out and do something that Sunday and I was home, I would watch the Patriots game on TV. But I wouldn't stay home to watch football. Yeah. The only time that would be different would be like the Super Bowl or at least the playoffs, especially whether or not the Patriots were playing. But I would at least watch the playoffs. Same thing with baseball. I would not. (laughs) Baseball, there's a lot of games in the baseball regular season uh, and they're playing almost every day. And baseball is not a super exciting sport to watch. Uh, So a lot of times I would also only pay attention to baseball in the playoffs. Although I had a television set in my room, I would put like the Red Sox game on in the background while I was doing homework. Or wanting to take a nap. That too, yeah. If you if you wanted to, so when I was in school to do homework until the summertime and school was out. Or when I got older, when I came home from work, 
I would put the game on at night for kind of that reason, having it on as back background noise, and more often than not, I would fall asleep while watching the game. Sounds about right. <laughs> well, we've kind of danced around it a little bit. Let's let's go to uh, what what are your favorite sports now? Well, that's the thing that's kind of weird is that my as a sports fan, it's changed over the years. Again, I didn't play a lot of sports as a kid, and played even less when I got into my 20s so I was a fan mainly through fantasy sports and like you said a lot of people at work and stuff really like to talk about sports so I used to watch a fair amount of it and again mostly mostly baseball and football I I really got tired of watching basketball it started to get very boring to me so it was mainly football and baseball but over the last 10 years or so I basically watched the playoffs that's about it. I don't really pay attention to anything else that's going on. Like now I could I could probably only name a dozen individual players in the NFL and the in Major League Baseball because I just don't follow the yeah, the sport. Other than I do still follow the Red the Boston Red Sox and the Wing Patriots. So I could probably tell you most of the people on their teams, but not their entire roster like I used to before. So I don't really watch much of either sport in April when baseball starts I usually would watch the big at least a couple of games like opening weekend and stuff like that and then here and there throughout the here and there throughout the season it's different here in Iowa the Red Sox are not on TV a lot so when they are I'll I'll watch them but other than that I don't watch until the playoffs and the same thing with uh, football yeah that, that was the hard thing about being a 49ers fan is it was almost never on TV yeah I mean, this is back before, I mean, this is going back before the days of things like the NFL Network or the MLB Network or a streaming service where you could pay to see all of the games if you wanted to. This regular national broadcast and stuff. Yeah. Especially when you don't have a local team can be a little bit sporadic or if you're now living like me in a different part of the country than when you grew up. But yeah, it's just not as much of a a draw for me. I understand why it's still popular because, again, I was probably pretty big into sports through probably until maybe my early 30s. So I I, I used to be a pretty big sports fan, teenage 20s and 30s. I just haven't been much for the last 10 to 15 years. It just doesn't interest me as much as it used to. Fair enough. Yeah, I've been, uh, football's always been my go-to uh, I, I really enjoy football. I like watching it because of the, the balance between strategy and athleticism. And I, I like how if, and not to say that other sports don't have strategy or athleticism, but just the way that it's applied in football is so different. And I, I just really like that about it. Being somebody that I've, I kind of grew up skating, like roller skating uh, and stuff, I, I, I like hockey, mostly for the skating part. Um, I was really big in roller derby for a little while. Uh, I've kind of fallen out of it a little bit, but I, I really like that. And people mock me all the time for it, and I don't care. I'll, I'll say it publicly. I watch professional wrestling. <laughs> that doesn't... I don't know if it counts or not, but it should, because the stuff that they do is incredibly athletic. And the fact that if they're even a quarter inch off on some of the stuff they do, somebody's getting seriously injured. Oh yeah, it's definitely it's I, I I call that athletic entertainment. Yeah. 
Well, and that's what they call it. They call it entertainment. It, that's what it is. Yeah, so I, I don't really consider it a sport, but it is definitely athletic entertainment. Yeah. It's, de- it's definitely more sophisticated physically and athletically than it probably gets credit for. But yeah, I don't right. typically consider that a, a sport. And I mean, the storylines are incredibly stupid, but I, I always say, yes, generally speaking, if you, if you just, just look at it for what it is, it's stupid. But if you let it be entertaining, it is extremely entertaining. You just have to let it be. And I tend to sit back and just watch it and go, holy crap. Like, they literally just did this weird flippy thing and landed perfectly on mark so that neither one of them actually gets hurt. And just the perfection that it takes to do that. And the practice. And it's just amazing to me. And so I continue to watch. I don't watch it. I'm starting to kind of get bored with it after a while, and I got to fall out for a while and then get back into it. But it's incredible to me, the athletic. And when I am watching, I can I can watch any sport. I can watch baseball, but when I do, it's I'm just looking at it going, how are they doing what they're doing? And if if it doesn't amaze me on how they're doing what they're doing, I can't watch it. And that's what I end up doing. Why I find baseball so boring? I'm like, okay, it's pretty cool. You can throw the ball really hard, or you can swing a bat and hit it really hard. Eh. Whereas other sports, there's much more. I don't want to say, I'm not trying to shit on baseball and say they're not athletic. They are. They're extremely athletic. Way more than I'll ever be. But compared to what they do in other sports, it's just, it doesn't live up to the standards, I guess, for me. Yeah, there's a level of, of physicality that's not the same. I mean, again, football and hockey are obviously much more physical and violent. Baseball is not, not that it's not require athleticism i got into baseball also a lot because not that other sports don't have it but i i was a numbers geek so it was one of the other reasons why fantasy baseball was uh interesting because looking at all of the different statistics and breaking everything down and slicing and dicing the numbers and trying to figure out who has the i mean again it's like a major industry in and of itself is sports analysis and they do all of that type of breakdown. And also, I couldn't help but think of professional wrestling because my father watched it when I was growing up. I never really got into it much. But as much as people like mock like the, the stories and the showmanship and all that type of stuff, basically, the other sports just do that with their commentary. Yeah. Like if you watch ESPN and type place, they, they, they craft these stories around the numbers and around these matchups, and they try to make it like, oh, well, this head coach always does better out thinking this other head coach, or this player has a real grudge against this other player. It's like, it's pretty much just less theatrical than professional wrestling, but it's the same thing. You're crafting some type of an entertainment story around the personalities of the players. Yeah. It's just not as over the top as wrestling is, but it's kind of the same thing. Well, and over the years, wrestling has evolved as well to where it's everybody envisions like the 70s, 80s era wrestling where it's just big bears kind of grabbing each other and then like just knocking each other down. And that's about it. Now they're like, they're literally doing like twists with, you know, flips with twists and doing like incredibly athletic things like jumping up, balancing on the rope and then jumping off using the rope as a springboard to do some crazy maneuver, like flip in the air. There's a lot of extremely extravagant athleticism in it now that was never there before. 
Oh, yeah, I don't disagree. And again, some different sports have different uh, aspects of it. But yeah, it's a different, like, again, I don't call it a sport. It's athletic entertainment and it has yeah. a, an opportunity to do things that other uh, sports can't do. I mean, it's again, it's not on par with like boxing or MMA. I mean, they're not fight fights. There's a different level of athleticism involved in yeah. actual fighting based sports versus professional wrestling. Right. Well, speaking of fighting-based sports, you ever watch rugby? I've never, re- I, I've, I've seen it, but I've never really watched a lot of international sports. I've seen some rugby, very, very little. Yeah, Sa- same here. I always kind of wanted to get into it, but it's not prevalent here, and it's hard to find. I guess with the internet now, I could probably jump into it and start trying to find some more. The, the only reason I bring that, I remember talking to somebody in Australia once. You know, rugby is pretty big there, and. They're always they like to mock American football mostly because of like oh yeah they got all those padding all that padding so they won't get hurt because they're they're pansies and I remember talking to her she's like you know I was just you know went to the airport to welcome our you know people that were coming in for play rugby and I guess a lot of professional football players like in the off season if they're like you know down the line they're not they pretty much never actually play they're just there as backups they'll go make money playing rugby on the off season. And she says she remembers seeing the guys getting off the plane that were from the NFL. And she like looking up at them going, holy shit, they're gigantic. Yes. No wonder they wear the padding because if they didn't, like everybody would die on every play. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I was going to try to make something along those lines. It's like, yeah, there's... They wear pads for a reason, not just because they're allowed to hit, like, because rugby is obviously very physical. But yeah, some of these guys are enormous. And then, yeah, getting hit by a human being that big would result in... It's it's amazing that there aren't a lot more injuries than there are, but that there would be so many more injuries if there wasn't padding. Right. Yeah, you look at... You're watching a game and you see there's you know, one running back or something that looks like a small child compared to everybody else. And then you go look up his stats and see he's 5'10", 230 pounds. And he looks like he's and he's like barely up to the elbows of some of the other guys. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a different level of, yeah. But, I mean, I understand, yeah, some rugby and, and other international, I guess rugby would be the, the most easiest example of a physical sport where – I don't know much about the rules of rugby, but the main thing is that they don't wear pads. Yeah. So that's one of the things that people often come back to. But yeah, there is a degree of athleticism and also just a degree of just pure physicality. I mean, some of the people who are linemen in the National Football League, you know, weigh well over 300 pounds. And if you just like saw them like on the street, you'd be like, that's a really big dude, but uh, I could probably beat him in a foot race. It's like, (laughs) no, it's like, the defensive linemen, yeah, they're well over 300 pounds, and they don't look like they're fit because they look like they're fat. Yeah. They would fuck you up, and they are faster and stronger and more athletic than you actually think they are. On TV, they're the guys that kind of look like the fat, slubby ones that are just there to be a wall for the other team to run into so that people don't get tackled. Mm-hmm. But those guys are some of the most athletic people on the field. Right, they look fat, but if you were to like try to punch them in the stomach, you'd probably break your hand. Oh yeah, 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 that's crazy. I mean, they have a a diet that's not as athletic as others because they're not they don't have a body that's built on lean muscle. 
It's right. pure strength that combines fat and muscle. <laughs> well, well, part of their role is we need to be immovable. Yeah, exactly. And so they have to add weight to help that out. So, yeah. So, we, we've covered favorite sports. What about least favorite? What's your least favorite sports? Well, I already mentioned hockey just because of childhood trauma is my least favorite sport. Uh, you mean to play or to watch? Yes. I mean, again, I guess it, it, it's limited for me because, again, uh, basketball and baseball in some version are about the only things that I've played. I don't like hockey and, like we said, flag football and stuff like that. Being, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a stupid American answer, but I've never really quite grasped the, the appeal of soccer. Uh, I was... I'm too old. There were not, there are now, and there were probably when I was got into my late 20s, soccer leagues. When I grew up, there were no soccer leagues in, in the United States. I don't, I don't mean like a professional soccer league. I mean like high school kids. There was no high school soccer team. There was right, no, yeah. there were no soccer leagues. There was no soccer. My nephew played soccer. So at that time, I was like in my mid-20s. My my nephew, there was a soccer league at his a soccer team in his elementary school, his junior high school, his high school, uh, non school related leagues. It became a big thing in the United States before it even became a professional sport, in part because it was a way that a lot of kids could play it. Is why it became popular in part. Well, that's why it's popular around the world. But also, I think it became popular with how many immigrants we've been bringing in, and because it's so popular around the world. That too. But yeah, I've never, I, I mean, I've never played it. I've had to watch it sometimes when I'm back when my uh, nephew was younger. I, I, but I just can't. I mean, again, and, and I understand this. Part of it is like, I understand the basics of it, kick the ball in the net. But the rest of the game is like the scores are really low and there's a bunch of stuff happening. And I, I just can't get into it. Because again, it's a sport that as a kid and up until like my mid-20s, I had virtually no exposure to at all yeah same and and to put a little emphasis on that still to this day even even though soccer is becoming much much more popular to this day if i see or pick up a soccer ball my first thought is why does this volleyball look weird yeah exactly because we almost never saw soccer balls yeah exactly yeah if i saw something that and I, yeah, I would same thing. If I if I saw a soccer ball, I would probably assume it was a volleyball when I was younger. Now I would see it yeah. as a soccer ball. But yeah, so I don't know if it counts as my least favorite sport. It was like the sports that I knew the least of. My least favorite sport, again, of the major sports was, again, was hockey just because I didn't like it because of my brother. Uh, what's your, and, and I guess for my favorite sport, I don't know. Um, I really wish I had played Little League Baseball as a kid because by the time I got into baseball in high school, it was too late to start. Like, I tried to try out for my high school baseball team. I just sucked. If I had, everybody else had been playing baseball since they were, like, in elementary school and Little League Baseball is the youth league in the United States. So I wish that I had tried playing. I never would have been good at it, but I would have at least enjoyed playing it. I always liked playing wiffle ball and stickball. And it's a sport that I would say, even as I started to watch it as a fan, it's a sport that I always said was more fun to play than watch. Yeah. And you can even toss softball in there too. You had mentioned softball. I played in some, you know, work-related softball league things. 
always a much more fun sport to play than to watch. So I'd probably have to say that. But I guess if I had to pick a favorite spectator sport, I would pick football. Yeah. How about you? Probably the same. I don't know. It, it goes back and forth between hockey and football. Uh, actually, roller derby is probably the main one. Uh, but it's just not as prevalent, not as easy to watch. For least favorite, probably baseball. I can play baseball fine, but it's it's hard to watch. And, and I think the reason baseball became and continues to be so popular is just anybody can do it. And I think that's that's part of my problem for playing sports is I'm... I'm a small guy, and so it's difficult to play sports when you're a small guy because usually size has something to do with it. You know, basketball, if you're not tall, if you're a short person going up against somebody that's tall, most of the time, every time you try to take a shot, it's not it's barely getting out of your hands before somebody knocks it down. Now, of course, there's there's been a couple shorter players in the NBA that have just been spectacular at ball control. But I don't know of any recently. Yeah, like I'm I'm six three, so I'm I was considered tall in high school. But I remember when I was in high school, our high school basketball players were basically kids that were my height or a little bit taller, and our coach was basically trying to teach them. And they played forward or center, so they basically played low key and they played close to the basket, and they didn't handle the ball very much. That was the role of the guards in basketball. Our high school coaches were trying to teach the tall kids, the high school tall kids, how to dribble the ball and pass the ball. And, and that because like if you're going to try to play above the high school level, yeah, six three is average height for a guard. It's like you're not tall. You're not bas- You're not real basketball tall. Right. You're not going to be able to play in college or professionally at your height. You're going to have to become more athletic and handle the ball more. Which is also why, as I got older, it's like, yeah, it's like I had no chance to do that because I had no physical coordination. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I was only good when I was young by the fact of being tall or taller than people my age. But once you got to a certain point, yeah, to your point, if you're not tall, you can't play that sport. If you're not big, you really can't play football other than a couple of skill positions or specific positions like yeah. kicker or or. But even quarterbacks need to be tall. But anybody could play baseball. You might not be a superstar, but a lot more people, different body sizes and body types can play baseball. Yeah, and I, on a good day, I'm 5'7". And when I was, you know, I graduated high school, I was 125 pounds, little guy. And so I wasn't going to get anywhere in any of those sports. Now, talking about least favorite, I will also say soccer. Because I just look at it from 50 feet away going, they're just running around, kicking a ball around. There's not really much to it. I understand as you get more into it, there is actually a lot to it. And if I had learned that when I was a kid, maybe that would have been a sport I could play. But I will say, though, I think it was, I don't remember if it was two years, I think it was two years ago when uh, the Women's World Cup and the Americans won that. I remember watching that game. And realizing that that's when I realized there was more to the game than I really initially thought. I just I just watched it because I wasn't doing anything that day. And there had been so much hype about it here that I was just curious on what was going on. So I decided to watch it. And I will say I was dangerously close to enjoying it. Yeah, it's my only thing with that again, and mainly it's because of, of limited exposure. But I find 
most soccer games boring. Yeah. Because there's not enough scoring. Which also kind of gets it. Hockey's similar. Yeah, which is also one of the things I find boring about hockey, too, is that even aside from the fact that I don't like to play it, it's also a lot of very limited scoring. So there's a lot of stuff happening that isn't very exciting to me. Holy crap. I I just realized, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just realized another favorite that's probably actually tops most of them for me and another least favorite (laughs) that either one of them, I guess I didn't really consider. Usually when we talk about sports, we're talking about team sports. I was about to go there in a, in a second, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so one of my favorites is actually MMA. I love MMA. Unfortunately, it's way too expensive to actually watch on a regular basis, but I love MMA. And that's another one that if I knew it existed, I might have actually trained for it and tried to do it because you're matched with people your own size and everything, and it just looks like fun to me. On the other hand, least favorite is NASCAR. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and that was actually one. My dad's a big NASCAR fan. I grew up watching it, and I tried liking it. And every once in a while, I start trying to like it again, just just as a way to connect with my dad. But really, if I if I'm back home visiting, there there have literally been times where I walk in his door, I sit down, I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, just about to watch the race." I'm like, "All right, I'll see you later," and I just get up and walk away because I can't I can't sit there with a race. Yeah, I've I've never understood the appeal of NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR drivers are athletes because it is does require athleticism. It might not be the same type of athleticism as other sports. So I don't discount them as being athletes, but I just cannot watch NASCAR or any type of racing to me. It's just beyond boring. Yeah. It's just cars driving in a circle. Well, my dad's a car guy, so I, I can understand it. I'm not a car guy either, so I don't know if that plays into it. But it's like I, I just have – I just don't – it's some parts of the United States it is enormously popular. Where I grew up, it was not. It wasn't like unknown. But I think like the south and the southwest, it was much more popular than yeah. it was in the northeast where I grew up. But, yeah, I never understood NASCAR. If it was like 50 laps, I could do it. But when it gets to like 250, 300 laps – I'm like, all right, can we wrap this up? I don't I don't really want to watch cars driving in a circle for three hours. Yeah. So I guess the last question I have, last thing to bring up, is college versus amateur versus pro. Yeah, that was going to be one of the other things I was going to bring up was individual sports and then college sports. So Because I know a lot of people that are really into sports are really into college sports. And that they bring that up, they say that they like it because... It's mess, a little bit messier, but it's also more equal, it seems like. And I don't know. To me, I like if I'm going to sit there and watch people being athletes, I want to watch the best of the best of the best. And so I always go to pro. If I'm watching college, I'm like, you screwed that up. You screwed that up. You're getting free education. And you can't even catch a goddamn ball. What the hell? Yeah, I've never. I, I grew up in a part of the country where. It was also a bunch of colleges, so there definitely was no dearth of school rivalries for college, but I've never been interested in any collegiate sport. Like in the United States, on the weekends, most weekends, and during football season, it was like Saturday is college football and Sunday is professional football. I've never been interested in college football. I've never been interested in college basketball, even when it got to like the March Madness tournaments. I just, whatever reason, it's like I like the professional version of the sports, Mm -hmm. but I've never had any interest in collegiate sports. I've found that a lot of people 
that I've worked with liked it in part because they played in college, which I can understand why that yeah. would be something that would be of an appeal to you. But like, like you said, if I'm going to watch a sport, especially nowadays, if I'm going to watch a sport, I want to watch professional sports. But even when I was more, even when I was more of what I would call, I don't know if I would ever call myself a diehard sports fan, but there was definitely a time in my life where I was watching ESPN every day. So I was watching a fair amount of sports on a regular basis through probably the end of my 20s, maybe into my early 30s. So I used to watch a lot of sports. But even then, it was professional only. I I was never into college at all. Well, I will say, too, I guess a lot of people that are really into sports that do really like college, I've also heard them say that they they like watching the athletes grow and then seeing them transition from you know, basically high school level to professional level and watching the transition and then being able to see them move beyond. And I guess I can understand that some. And I, I'll never understand the people that are like diehard into high school sports like that. To me, that's just creepy. Yeah, I was never, I mean, I mean, I didn't play much of it. So, but even then, even, I mean, if obviously if I was on the team, I had to be there, but I never went to high school games. When I was in school, I, yeah, I was never in, I was never in the high school sports when I was a high school student. Right. And I can understand that though. I can understand if, if you're a student at that school or a parent or a grandparent or something of a student at that school, or maybe this, this student is a star player and even bring like aunts, uncles and stuff into it. I can understand that, but I guess it, it still, it blows my mind when I'm watching the news in the morning and they're talking about like updates on all these high school games. I'm like, do that many people really care? Like, if you're close enough to a student, you probably already know this. Why is it so important that you need to cover it on the news? Yeah, I never understood that either. I mean, again, the only ones I've gone to in my life are, like you said, are essentially family obligations. (laughs) So, like, yeah, my nephew or my cousins played some games. Yeah, I went to a couple. But beyond that, it's like I have, I don't care. Same thing with, like, my college. Like, I don't care... The high school that I went to after I graduated, even when I was there, definitely after I graduated, I don't care whether or not we won a state title or something or even the college that I went to. I could care less if the school did well in what even while I was a student, I didn't care if our school did well. Same. Definitely wasn't going to care after I graduated. I actually preferred when they didn't do well because then I didn't have to hear about it later. Yeah. If our team lost, then nobody was talking about it. If they won, then everybody was talking about it. Yeah. And the only times I, I mean, I never, I think I went to a um, couple of college basketball games at the college that I went to school for because one of our seniors was going to get drafted and he ended up getting drafted by the Boston Celtics. Oh, nice. So I did go catch go, hey, I'll go watch him this senior year in college because he's going to go into the NBA and he's pretty good. And then it, it turned out that he ended up getting drafted by the local professional team too. And then that was about it. Other than that, it's just like those were about the only games I went to. Yeah. And I never went to see any of the... I mean, I went to some parties, but I had no interest. That was about the only thing. If there was like a party somehow related to sports, <laughs> <laughs> I would go to that. But the game itself... I had no interest in, and most of my friends were not athletes, so it wasn't like I was hanging around with jocks or was there to support a friend or something like that. I had just no interest. Fair enough. On the other hand of things, I, for a long time when I was getting into football, my favorite game was actually the Pro Bowl, because that was the best of the best of the best 
other than, you know, I, I think it's like if they're going to play in the Super Bowl, then they don't play in the Pro Bowl because they don't want to get hurt. But I remember that being like extremely competitive and they were best of the best going all out. But then it seemed like it slowly kind of transitioned to, oh, we're just here to have fun now. And it became less competitive. That and also no one wanted to get hurt in essentially what is an exhibition game. Yeah, that too. So like the, the Pro Bowl, the baseball all-star game, and some of the other sports too. That's why like this is going back a long time. But that's why, again, this happened a long time ago in baseball. But they had to change the Major League Baseball all-star game had to be changed to the league that won got home field advantage in the World Series in order to make it competitive again. Because people are like, we don't care who wins the All-Star game. So they had to change the rules to force it to become competitive. And like the Pro Bowl, it used to be before the Super Bowl, but people wouldn't play in it if they were playing in the Super Bowl. So they moved it to after the Super Bowl. But even now, it's treated as an exhibition game. It's like if someone actually hits someone with a hard tackle, people get mad. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So it's like they don't really play a game. It's an exhibition it used to be more interesting. Yeah. It isn't anymore. Yeah, what I always really loved about it, too, is I liked watching what happened when you pair, say, a really good quarterback that was on a, a less lesser team. Maybe he didn't have good receivers. And then you put him on a team where he had really good receivers and being able to see what they could do with that. Or, you know, maybe he's not used to being able to use a running back and you get this really good running back. Or maybe that running back doesn't have good blockers normally. And all of a sudden he's got you know, the best of the best blockers and being able to see what he can do with some field. I loved watching that. Yeah, I, I agree. It used to be something that was worth watching. Yeah. For all the major sports, especially for, for football. The other thing that I was thinking about, just to bring it back around again, to fantasy sports were one of the things that expanded my knowledge of professional sports. But the other thing was video games. Mm-hmm. For the brief period in my life where I played video games, I suck at video games and I don't really play a lot of video games, but the category of video games that I played a lot of were sports games. Super technical? Well, that I'm thinking more like Madden football and uh, EA Sports. <laughs> this was the game, the, the first version of those back on NES. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I played some of those crappy older video games yeah. older than you. So I, I played some really crappy versions. But I mean, again, I haven't played video games in a really long time, so I don't know what they're like now. There was an era where some of the best graphics and gameplay were in sports games. So we, I played a lot of like football and baseball video games, and they often were licensed by the professional league. So the players in the game were the actual players in real life. Mm-hmm. So that's also how I learned a little bit more about who played on the other teams other than my home team. Yeah. It wasn't terribly realistic, but it, that was another way that I got a little bit more into it. And that's about the only time I learned anything about college football was by playing college football video games. But only briefly, like they had some players, but the different schools and the major matchups. But I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to that level of detail, but that gave me a little bit more of a insight into, especially with the professional games, like the different players and the different teams and stuff. Yeah. Did you play any of those video games? Um, I played Madden some, I don't know. I would much rather play it in person, like actually play it. Oh yeah. I, I get too bored with the, with the games and I'm, 
And that's saying something. I was literally, before we record this, I was playing Assassin's Creed where literally for 20 minutes, I'm just running across the field to get to the other area of the map for 20 minutes. And I find sports games too boring. <laughs> well, that's why like for like baseball, it was like you could do like things like home run derby. So the video game, so that was like much more interesting than watching a baseball game playing home run derby or something like that. And again, a lot of the football games had like express game modes where you could play like a, a shorter duration game. Like it's always a two minute warning type of thing. So yeah. it made the game a little bit more fun to interact with and, and see some of the different aspects of the game. And again, the graphics have changed a, a lot better nowadays, but it, like nowadays it's like super realistic. Yeah. Back then it was still pretty good and you can kind of get a better idea of, of what it was like. Obviously it's a video game, it's not real, but... Now you can almost not tell if it's real or a video game. Yeah, the graphics are so amazing, it's difficult to tell the difference. And then you jump over to Wii, and I think that's a big reason why the Wii got so popular, is you take some of those sports video games and play them in your living room where you're actually up moving around, and it becomes a little bit more fun. Yeah, it also helped with that problem of maybe if you didn't have the room to play it, like if you didn't have a backyard and yeah, or or other like you could play things like Wii tennis and stuff like that without having to leave your living room or go to a tennis court or have someone to play with. So it may try to not bridge the gap, but a more interactive pseudo athletic video game experience. I mean, I enjoyed Wii, so I'm not trying to make fun of it. But it was definitely a different category of video game that was fun to play. Yeah, you get somebody like me trying to play it, and I'm swinging that thing way too hard. And the game's like, whoa, calm down there, cowboy. You don't need to go all out. This is a game. Chill out. (laughs) And and most of those games, I mean, there were other categories of games, but a lot of those games were sports-oriented. Yeah. Well, that's that's about all I got. You have any, any other headings that you want to cover? I mean, I guess we we skipped over it a little bit, but we talked a lot about team sports in terms of individual sports. And it it probably is something that I've played more as I've gotten later in life. I mean, the only quote-unquote sport that I played growing up, other than brief forays into basketball, was bowling. So I was basically in a bowling league since I was in elementary school all the way through post-college. We should do that again. Yeah, we should. But yeah, so that was one of the few things that I was actively involved in. I tried tennis and racquetball for a while. I, as you could probably imagine, sucked mightily at both. Yeah, I can imagine. And I also played golf for a while, and I sucked at that too. (laughs) And then nowadays, I mean, it, it wasn't, I mean, I wasn't, it it was it's a it's one of those sports where and I think this is probably true of a lot of sports is that if you don't play them on a regular basis it's hard to stay competitive or even enjoyable in them. But golf was definitely a a sport that was difficult for me to play for a while. It was also again another one of those sports that I had a hard time watching like golf or tennis on television. Yeah, I liked playing them. But it was difficult as a spectator, not only as an individual sport, but as a, a, a sport that I liked playing but just couldn't get into as a spectator would be golf and tennis. And then nowadays, I would call it a activity, not a sport, but we play disc golf a lot, which I do enjoy. Yeah, I've been playing that a lot. I do really, really for me, that's just an excuse to get out and walk in the woods. It is. More than anything. 
Yeah, so it's same same thing with like ultimate frisbee. It's not a sport, but it's an activities that other people may have done. But I'm just thinking of disc golf as another example of an individual sport. Yeah. Again, I'm going to go back to MMA. I absolutely love MMA. People don't, I mean, most people probably know. Yeah, mixed martial arts. Yeah, it's a combination of, it's got elements of basically every kind of combat sport. And initially, when it first started, at least when the UFC first started, there was no weight class. There was almost no rules. It was literally just who is the best fighter, basically trying to figure out what is the best or the most dominant fighting style. And it, it, eventually progressed into okay now we're getting giants trying to fight littler guys so they developed weight classes and more rules because then people started playing dirty and stuff but to me it's just the ultimate one-on-one who is the best and most skilled at combat and i mean it's got elements of boxing in it it's got jujitsu it's got wrestling it's got just about everything and i just love the perfection involved in it I know most people that, that like it and watch it, they want people to just stand up and, and box, which is fun. But I actually really like the ground game because it's much more cognitive and trying to figure out, okay, th- this person is, they're slightly shifting their shoulder this way, which means they're going to do this. So I've got to be able to do this so that I can block it and then get them into this maneuver. I just absolutely love it. And then uh, swapping over to golf, man, have I always hated golf. I think it is, it's more, I'd rather watch baseball than golf. I was about to say you hate it both watching what and playing or? I've always actually refused to play golf. And then this last summer, actually, a friend of mine tricked me into playing around <laughs> to where like I kept telling, I was like, dude, I'll, I'll go around with you and I'll hang out, but I really don't want, I have zero interest in playing. I really don't want to. And he's like, yep, too late. I already paid for it. So you got to play. And so he made me play around. I actually got a birdie. And it, I, I didn't do terrible, but I really don't care to ever play again. It was all right. I mean, I, I don't really have anything against it other than, eh, I'd rather play disc golf. Yeah, it, it's a, golf is a, a, a difficult sport. There, are, I, I used to play it for, for many years, and it was very satisfying when you played well, but it's a very frustrating game when you don't. And more often, especially for me, I did not play well. But it was also one of those things, too, where... I like going to a driving range, which is also another aspect of like sports that was, I, I guess, kind of sports related, like going to a driving range, and not actually playing golf, but just hitting a bucket of balls is fun or playing mini golf or going to a batting cage as opposed to playing a full game of baseball. So it's not quite, it's more of an athletic activity that's doing one aspect of the sport, but it's kind of fun to participate in. I do enjoy mini golf. Yeah, mini golf is fun. That's more for the puzzle problem solving part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's interesting. So I mean, sports in general, it's a, it's an interesting pop culture phenomenon. It's also interesting in terms of even in like professional spaces and getting involved in like I I've, I've been on a lot of work related teams like softball leagues and basketball leagues and stuff like that to try to promote teamwork and stuff like that. So it is definitely a, has those aspects to it, but it's a lot of it's a tremendous amount of fascination with it, which we'll we'll talk about this maybe in a, a later episode. Obviously, it's become the fodder for a lot of movies, some television shows as well. So it's understandable to a certain extent why people are so fascinated with sports. But it's a little bit weird 
at the same time. Like, I, I've never quite understood why professional athletes are paid so much money. I was just about to start getting into that. I mean, you could almost make a similar argument for actors as well in movies and stuff. Yeah. It just seems like it's a, a weird industry to me. It's like, I, I do appreciate watching for the few times that I actually do spectate, seeing someone play a sport at the highest level of skill but why it's such a why so many people want to watch other people play a game right has always been kind of confusing to me even for those stretches of my life where I was an avid sports fan it still felt weird to me even though during those times it feels even weirder to me now it's like again I suck at most sports which is why I don't get involved in them but I would much rather play than watch yeah. And why athletes get paid so much money to have people watch them play a game is weird. Yeah, not not to get overly political or anything, but just the fact that we play we'll pay athletes millions of dollars to just play a game which really other than some entertainment has zero impact on our lives, but then we won't pay people in the service industry enough to pay bills or teachers enough to Right, exactly. Compare, again, not to get political, but like college football coaches make a hell of a lot more money than college professors. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. And I, I I can't help but always look at as much money as there is in sports. If that money was reinvested in, and same with, with movies is kind of our bread and butter, movies, TV shows. But again, if, if some of those, that money was reinvested into the economy... Which I guess it kind of is, but what difference would it make? If if maybe instead of $47 million, they got $2 million, and the other math, whatever I said, I don't even remember what I said, $45 million, whatever it is, <laughs> was reinvested into welders. You know, people teaching people how to weld and manufacture things, correct, you know, whatever. How would that change the economy overall? I don't know, that's, that's where my mind goes. But I also, I get into politics a little bit more than I probably should. Yeah, it gets into like wealth distribution and wealth inequality. And it's it's just stark with professional athletics and then also the entertainment industry with how much actors get paid or A-list actors get paid. It just seems to be very out of balance. But yeah, the it's similar to like with movies and stuff like that. I understand why, like the whole, bringing it back to whole, the whole spectator phenomenon. I love watching superhero movies. Because I, I can and TV shows because I understand the whole idea of wanting to like imagine yourself being a hero and having powers and being heroic or at least maybe kicking someone's ass with powers is kind of a fun entertainment thing. And watching someone play professional sports, yeah, it's kind of fun to imagine you being as good as one of your favorite players on a professional sport team. But it seems just a little bit weird that. We have such a spectator fascination with sports. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is, I could have been me if it wasn't for these damn kids. Yeah, and, and, and is that a more relatable thing? I mean, you watch like some, I mean, obviously there are TV and movies that are more realistic. The characters aren't superheroes or the characters aren't anything other than regular people. Maybe more interesting lives, but it's not like a vastly different life than you. 
Whereas athletes are much different than the average person and it requires a commitment to physical fitness and nutrition and training and all this other stuff and that and in some cases also like we said physical configuration like again if you're not tall you're not going to be able to play basketball etc right so it's different so it's it's almost more i don't know athletes are like more unrealistic I mean, you can, again, there are certain categories like superhero movies that are not realistic, but there are other portrayals in TV and movies that are similar enough to your life that you can look at it and maybe be inspired by it. But like athletics and sports is kind of different because the vast majority of people, myself obviously included, could never play professional sports. As well as the fact that like a lot of this happens to a lot of people. It's like I knew a lot of people who were awesome at sports in high school then go to college and they're pretty good in college, but they have no chance of ever turning pro. Right. So a lot of people is like, oh, I'm going to become a multi-million dollar athlete. It's like the odds of becoming a professional athlete are almost as bad as the odds of winning the lottery. Yeah. Not quite, but it's still pretty damn slim. Plus the fact there's also that like narrow window, especially in some sports like football, like five to seven years. Again, it varies widely, but... You're not going to have a very long career, which is kind of offset by the fact that you can make a ton of money while you're there. So that's Tom Brady. Unless unless you're playing certain positions like quarterback in the NFL is different. It's not the same level of physical requirement, but that's a whole other argument. But like running backs, for example, typically don't last more than like eight years because they take much more of physical pounding than other positions. Yeah, but still, again, I mean, I, I mean, today, again, as we said, it's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl later today. I'm probably not going to watch the whole game, though. I really could not care less which one of the two teams wins. Yeah, same. I mean, I'll, I'll watch the whole game just out of curiosity, unless it's like, well, I don't know. We learned a few years ago, even if it does look like an absolute blowout, it might end up getting exciting at the end. Yeah, and again, that's the other thing that's different. It's like if the game becomes a blowout, you might want to turn it off. But like you said, there have been experiences in recent years where the games have been unexpected because it's also one of those weird things in sports too that does kind of frustrate me is like how conservatively teams typically play. It's a winner go home type of situation. It's like just go all out. Yeah. Like, yeah, you might get your ass kicked and get humiliated by a big score being put up against you. But such conservative play is one of the reasons why I think a lot of spectator sports is boring for me to watch. But the playoffs are usually more interesting. Yeah, they'll actually go for it on the fourth down. Yeah, they might go for it on the fourth down instead of kicking a field goal or punting the ball away to take more chances and stuff like that. Especially when you get toward the end of the game. But if it's like a blowout by halftime, I probably won't watch the second half. Also, this year is going to be different because of COVID and other things. There's not actually going to be a lot of... Super Bowl commercials this year, which is kind of like the other spectator sport of the Super Bowl. There won't be as big of uh, a halftime show either. Yeah, there will. No, no, well, in a sense that there won't be as many fans there yeah. in the stadium. There will be a halftime show spectacle. Yeah, they, they built a big stage in the stands to to use. So they don't, they're not actually going to use a field this time. It's all going to be built in the stands. Which is actually better. Yeah. I guess that's another thing, too, with, with this year being so weird in sports. What what are your thoughts on trying to watch sports when there's no fans? I found it a bit weird. Like, I watched some uh, some sports, like baseball. I think they also did this a little bit with football, too, but I haven't been watching as much. They piped in fake yeah. sounds from the crowd. 
which I can kind of understand to a little bit because the players would probably be freaked out a little by how fucking quiet it is. Like, especially during the earlier part of the baseball season when literally no one could go to the game. Yeah. It was so incredibly quiet that it was probably freaking everybody out. So they piped in fake. It's like a a laugh track for a a sitcom. They piped in fake oohs and ahs and cheers. (laughs) (laughs) To make it sound like there was a crowd there, not just for people watching at home, but also for the players. But it's been kind of a weird, it's been kind of weird to watch sports during the pandemic because of the lack of of the crowd and the crowd interaction. Because like in some sports, the crowd becomes like an extra player. A home field advantage can matter a lot. Yep. I guess that was the other thing I didn't, I didn't bring up. The difference between I had said at one point that I didn't I don't really see the appeal of going to see a game in person, mm-hmm. but that also depends upon the venue. Growing up in Boston, Fenway Park, a park with a home field for the Boston Red Sox, is one of the most unique stadiums in Major League Baseball. So it's a much different experience there. When I was a kid, the facility that the Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins played in, Boston Garden, was a very unique building. So it was a much more uh, intimate experience. It was a different experience. The crowd energy was very different. Mm-hmm. Now, like a lot of modern facilities, you're pulled back away and spaced out a little bit more. It doesn't feel, it's both good and bad. You don't feel like you're crammed in with hundreds of other people. It's a little bit more of a, a relaxing experience, but it doesn't have the same level of, I guess, in-person excitement. Okay. That some venues did have for me as a kid. But it was also one of those experience it once or twice and that's enough. Yeah. Don't need to go to keep going to more and more games. But some people really claim that it's much better to see sports live in person. Well, for me, uh, I mean, I mentioned earlier, I don't like crowds. I, I don't like people in general, really, for the most part. So I really don't like being in large crowds. I get very anxious in large crowds, especially when they're being very loud. And then on top of that, something I, I, I guess is, is I haven't really talked about here, but I don't like being around people that are drinking. And so going to a live sporting event in huge crowds surrounded by drunk people is pretty much my own personal hell. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been around a lot of obnoxious people in live crowds, which actually kind of rivalries. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up, too. We alluded to this a little bit with the -the off-the-top joke about the geospatial relationship to the local sports team and, like, how I grew up in Boston, so I had to be a Red Sox fan. But it wasn't just that. Not only did I have to love the Boston Red Sox, I had to hate the New York Yankees. (laughs) So not not every team in every professional sport has a main rival, but there are many sports that do it. And some of this is also just played up by the sports media to amp things up. Yeah. But there are some historical rivalries in certain sports, and it's not exactly the same as a lot of people nowadays in relation to movies and television talk about toxic fandom yeah about fans that get really not being haters but being dicks and really like attacking people who have different opinions about a particular movie or a particular tv show or a particular franchise 
and it gets really ugly. I've seen some aspects of that with sports rivalries as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I remember. So we get that into college a lot. And I know the college that I went to had a huge rivalry with another local college. And I'll never forget, it, it, there's always, every time they played, no matter which city they were there was in, there was always some sort of violence afterwards. And I remember one of my friends saying that, you know, she had left a party at the other, it was at the other town. And she left a party, was just walking down the street. And because she was wearing the shirt of her college, somebody threw a turkey leg at her head. Just because she was wearing the rival shirt. How ridiculous is that? Yeah, and, and I've been, I used to, when I went, lived in Boston, for a while I actually had weekend season tickets. So I used to go to games on Saturday, or had tickets to go to games on Saturdays and Sundays. But when I was growing up, we obviously couldn't afford that. So we sat in the cheap seats. So we sat in the bleachers. Mm -hmm. Which talk about being around a close-knit group of loud, drunk people. Yeah. The bleachers is probably like the epitome of what you would hate <laughs> about sports. But we were sitting in the bleachers and I was well, I was sitting there and like there was a guy walking up the stairs with, with a beer in his hand and he stops and he does a double take. And then he yells, hey, that kid's wearing a Yankees hat. Which again, like I said before, the Boston Red Sox primary rival was the New York Yankees. So there was this kid... I don't know, maybe like eight years old with, with, I imagine, his dad. And they were both wearing a New York Yankees hat because it was the New York Yankees were playing the Boston Red Sox that day. So it wasn't completely random. They were the visiting team that day. The Yankees were playing the Red Sox. So the guest guy points out the fact that there's a kid wearing a, a Yankees hat. For the next 30 minutes, the 500 people surrounding this poor kid and his father were screaming Yankees suck, which is basically the really original chant we had in Boston to express that we don't like the rival team <laughs> is the chant Yankees suck. For a half an hour, 500 drunken people were screaming at the top of their lungs, Yankees suck at this poor eight-year-old kid. Which has seemingly really upset one of your cats. Yes, because my cat is in the background <laughs> screaming. <laughs> so there have been, so I mean, that didn't turn violent, but I couldn't help but wonder, it's like, if that wasn't a kid, and it was just like two dudes, Yeah, a fight could have broke, something physical could have happened. I've actually, I have actually seen mild violence, but it's like, I felt really bad for those, for that kid and his dad. And it's like, oh my God, this could have been so much worse if that wasn't a little kid. It was fucked up because it was a little kid, but it could have been much worse. Yeah. And most people didn't even know, probably didn't even know why they were chanting it. They just heard other people chanting it. And oh just yeah. With I it. mean, most of the people who were chanting it couldn't actually see the people that we, everyone was yelling at. Yeah. But yeah, so stuff like that. But yeah, there have been, you know, fights in the street outside the ballpark, fights on the subway. Yeah, people get really... And, and again, alcohol plays a part in it, too. It's not usually sober people. Right. But you get sports fans all liquored up, and then you get them out on the streets after the game, and yeah, violence erupts. Yeah, I was always joking with my last job, because, again, so many people are big sports fans, and while I don't get it, it's prevalent. Like, way more people are sports fans than there are superhero or Star Wars fans. So I, I understand it, but there was constantly, there were always like 
every year or twice a year, we would, you know, people from all across the country would get together for work meetings and stuff. And they would always try to do some sort of event for team building or whatever. And I was always joking. I'm like, you guys just really plan these things because you hate me. They would take us to like a baseball museum or something like that. It was always something baseball related for the most part when I was there. Other people were there, they would do other things. Like I remember one group ended up going bowling. I'm like, oh, I actually like bowling. Sweet. And they're like, oh, we're not going bowling. We're going to top golf. I'm like what? Why? Why can't I? Can I go with a bowling group? <laughs> and it was just always that way. And I remember one time they they got so excited and because they were taking us to a baseball game and everybody's so excited. I'm like, I just want to talk to my boss. I'm like, do I? Do I have to go? <laughs> and they were like, Yeah. I mean, you should. It's kind of part of the team building thing. I was like, Yeah, you're. I'm not gonna be part of a team here. I I promise you, this is a nightmare for me you don't want me to go and I don't want to go. And they're like, you kind of have to go. Like, you don't, we're not going to force you, but you have to go. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll go. So I just ended up walking laps around uh, inside the stadium, like where the concessions were. Oh, got a workout in at least. Yeah, I, I I don't remember how many miles I ended up walking, but through the whole game, that's all I did is just walk laps <laughs> the whole time. And every once in a while I would check and be like, how much longer? Oh, another 58 hours. All right, fuck. I'll just do some more walks. Then I don't know. Oh, that sucked. But on the other hand, now, as, as I'm beginning to say, like with COVID, with no fans, I'm actually, that's making me enjoy sports more. Because for me, I'm actually getting more into the sport. I'm not being sidetracked by all the fans and stuff. I can hear them. I can hear the cracking as they hit each other. I can hear them talking to each other. I can hear what's going on more. So I actually enjoy that a little bit more. Going back to professional wrestling, though. Oh, man, was that an awkward transition. <laughs> <laughs> Without the fans there, they were actually capturing them. A lot of them talking to each other, telling each other what they were going to do next and stuff like that. And that got really awkward for a little while to where now they're doing the same thing. They're piping in noises. They're, they're letting people. They've actually set up a bunch of screens. So people are like live viewing and their, their faces are up. You know, like they're Zoom calling, and then they're piping in the, the sound and stuff from that. So they've covered that up a little bit, but man, was that awkward. And they've also actually, interestingly, because they're used to, they've always done live shows. Well, now they're realizing they can pre-record, and they can actually play with the story more by actually, like, cutting and restarting and stuff. So they can actually play the storylines a little bit better, because it doesn't have to be absolute live the whole time. So that's made that a little more interesting and, and going a different direction. They adapted well, but man, was it an awkward transition. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I, I only watch it with like baseball and football, but yeah, it was it it sounded weird at first, but it, it made sense that it it made it seem more like a regular broadcast. Yeah. Of something, although again, with those type of, I mean, I can see. I don't really care. Like when I'm watching a baseball or football game, I don't really care whether or not there were fans in the stands. Right. I mean, I can, I can see it being different if you're in the stadium as part of the crowd. It's definitely much more electric to be in a live sporting event. But watching it at home, it's like, I don't really care. Well, for me, especially with MMA, that that's the big thing. Because you can actually hear the strikes better. And you can hear what's going on. I can see that. But yeah, I guess back at the rivalry stuff. But yeah, that being just difficult to understand. Especially like, again, what we're saying is like people were so like attached to a team for no other reason other than where they grew up. That doesn't really make any sense. But you know what? We have that here too. Even again, we don't have professional teams here. 
but you still have like absolute diehard fans for seemingly no reason other than they grew up liking them. And that's a lot of it is, oh, my dad really liked that team. So now I really like that team. But then there's a lot of other people that are like, oh, yeah, no, my my dad likes the Vikings, but I like the Chiefs. And for no real reason, they just really die hard like the Chiefs. And I guess for me, I can somewhat understand it if you have connections, like actual connections with the team. But I don't understand like, oh, no, I'm I'm absolute diehard. I love this team and only this team and I want them to win everything. And because why? Do you have a friend that played on, or a family member that played on that team? Or why, I don't understand why you don't just want the games to be good. Yeah, the only thing I could, uh, not having a family member or, or knowing somebody on the team, sometimes you get, there is a, a background sort of like family connection, like people, like one of my friends, some of his fondest memories of childhood is watching baseball games with his grandfather. Yeah. So that type of a connection, it's not the team. It's sort of the act of watching the game with a member of his family and his he and his grandfather could bond over the fact that they both like the Red Sox. That's more understandable. Yeah, that's understandable. But yeah, just just because it's the geographically assigned team and you're supposed to be excited about it, I yeah, that part I don't quite understand. But that goes into like that guy that really likes the Red Sox because his grandpa liked the Red Sox. You can like the Red Sox and hope they win without hating the Yankees. Well, that's why I wanted to come back around to that because I didn't want to oversimplify or stereotype sports fans because I've seen just as much the other side of the spectrum that in lots of areas, again, we're trying to stay away from politics, but there are lots of places in life where people have opposing views and strong opinions about a topic and greatly disagree with one another, but they can separate the person from the issue. Yeah. And I've known just as many diehard sports fans that were able to do that. Like I, I grew up a Red Sox fan. I had a friend who was a Yankee fan. Yeah. We would give each other shit all the time, but we were still friends. It it was never personal yeah it's like you're rooting for the other team i'm rooting for this team we'll give each other shit because you're an idiot because you're rooting for the wrong team yada 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 but we didn't actually mean anything by it we were still friends i've even been at games where like again yankees and red sox is just the easiest example of a rivalry in sports where i grew up i've been at games where it seemed like uh, a red sox fan and a yankee fan were gonna get physically violent with one another and then the game is over and they turn to each other and they high five and go, hey, that was a fun game. So it was just like part of the experience. Okay. They really weren't like getting like physically violent with one another. They really weren't like turning into a you're a bad human being because you like the wrong team. It was just the fun of it. So I've seen more examples of the rivalry being played up for the entertainment purposes of it or as a weird bonding experience of rooting for different teams and not so much of the the toxic example that I was talking about earlier about people getting violent and stuff like that. I've seen more examples of the other. And it, it's, it's weird how sports seems to be one of those things where people can be, can separate the person from the issue, or in this case, the person from the team that they're rooting for and not like personally attack someone for rooting for the quote unquote 
wrong team. You know what you're saying about the political thing? That would actually make a pretty good podcast. Have two people with opposing views that could talk <laughs> rationally with each other and just kind of talk out some of the facts of the issues and let people come to their own conclusions. That's just your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sports are sports. It's huge. It's a giant industry. I wish I enjoyed it more. Uh, it'd be nice to actually be able to talk about things with other people, but yeah. I'm fine with closing my office door and not talking to anybody, I guess. So as on a closing note, and we're obviously not going to get into it, but one last question. Do you like watching sports movies or TV shows? Uh, if it is just about the sport, no. But if the sport has something to do with a larger story, maybe. <laughs> okay. I mean, basketball, basketball's great. Okay, that's not a great example. <laughs> but yeah, so if it's an actual, I mean, but I understand the point you're making, though. So if it's an actual sports movie, that's not a genre that you would particularly like. I'm actually even trying, struggling to come up with one that I do like. I mean, I would say like Rudy or something like that, but I actually, that's, that's more of a cliche reason to like it. I don't really like that movie that much. Field of Dreams, Bull Durham. Eh, I mean, I think being from Iowa, I'm mandatorily i have to like it yeah you're required to like field of dreams if you live in iowa but... because you know i've played on the field before <laughs> okay that's something uh yeah i mean it's a good movie but it's not something i'm like oh hey you know what i'm gonna take half this day and watch that movie because it's fantastic it's it's just good it's not great to me okay i don't know i'm, I'm gonna go look through my movies while you're answering your own question well, I was just going to say, I mean, because there's obviously a lot of, and it, it is an interesting point that you make, that there's a difference between a movie where the sport is just in the background of it, because you're going to, I mean, Bull Durham's a terrible example, but it's not really that much about baseball. For the love of the game, not that I'm trying to pick only Kevin Costner baseball movies, even though I've just mentioned three of them in a row. That's a little bit more about the game of baseball any given Sunday. I mean, again, there are a lot of games where, yeah, the sport is used as an excuse the Longest Yard. The Longest Yard. I mean, there are a lot of games. It, it literally couldn't be just a movie about them just playing a game. But there are movies and TV shows that are related to that. Our kind of interest. Since I talked about fantasy baseball and fantasy football earlier, there is a, an excellent television show called The League. But if you don't like fantasy sports, you probably wouldn't like that television show. Or maybe not. That's the show with John LaJoey, right? Uh, I think so. I was a big fan, like, when, when YouTube was first getting big, he had a bunch of videos and stuff on YouTube that I loved, and so I, I've i been meaning to watch The League for, like, how long has that been out? Like, 15 years? It's been a while. It's been on my to-watch list this whole time. I think I started trying to watch it once, and I was like, eh, sports. Yeah, about to say, it's, it's hilarious for people, quote-unquote, played fantasy sports, because that is the premise of the show. And, and real-life athletes do actually make guest appearances on the show. So it's, but, but that's just an example of, obviously, that's not the only thing that the show is about, but it's the driving force of the show. I guess one sport that I do actually really love playing that didn't come up, I just looked through my movies and realized Pool Junkies is one of my favorite movies. I love pool. And that's, I guess, often not really thought of as a sport, but it is, technically. Or pocket billiards, if you will. Yeah, again, it's under that category of probably what I would put most individual sports in. Something I'd rather play than watch. 
Yeah, that's that's fair. I actually, I used to watch people play pool all the time because it helped me better the game. I used to play it a lot, and I used to be a lot better than I am now. Like, still not very good, but a lot better than I am now. Yeah, I used to watch it a lot. I used to really like watching it, actually. There were a lot of other sports. Like, when I used to be an ESPN junkie, so I used to watch a lot of sports, and there were a lot of other sports other than the major sports that would pop up from time to time, and every now and then I would watch them. I I never really got much into the Olympics, but there are some sports that are somewhat unique to the Olympics or only come up around the Olympics, and some of those were interesting. Going back to watching the best of the best of the best, I actually really like watching the Olympics. Just for just the absolute awe of the physical capabilities of those the people in the olympics yeah that's a going back to a non-professional sport i never really got into collegiate uh, watching collegiate athletics but i i haven't for a while now but i used to watch the olympics though yeah because those were interesting to watch i mean there were some sports that would overlap with other with collegiate and professional sports but i used to like watching some of it like for winter sports, like uh, curling <laughs> is interesting. It, it's a weird, again, used to got into great arguments with friends in Canada about whether or not curling was a sport, mainly just to piss them off. <laughs> Which is a sport in itself. I actually like watching curling. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's. I used to hate watching the Olympics because I thought it was boring. But now that I'm older and I appreciate the athletics involved, I love watching. I look forward to it now. The only Olympic sports that I don't, I'm not really quite sure about. I don't even really know how to word it. It's incredible, and I want to watch uh, gymnastics, but I feel like as a as an old man watching young girls in leotards doing gymnastics, I just feel like I shouldn't be allowed to do that. Like it's just not right. So I'm a little off on that. Yeah, it does seem creepy. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I appreciate the athletics in it, but at the same time, I'm like, that's good. I don't know. That just seems weird. The, the Olympics also brings up the other, from a rivalry standpoint, some some of the faux nationalism that's almost as bad as other geographic. Like, why do we always have to root for the USA in the Olympics? Because we're from America. So why? Yeah. It doesn't really matter. It's like who's best at stuff. So, but yeah, it's, it's sometimes, obviously, there were some countries that were better at, at certain sports. But it was also like, hilarious to watch the Jamaican bobsled team just for the hell of it because obviously they don't have snow there cool runnings (laughs) so sometimes it was just funny plus also like before they let professional players play basketball olympic basketball used to be more interesting does running from zombies count as a sport i'll watch those movies Cardio is important. I forget which, what rule that is in uh, Zombieland. I'm pretty sure that's rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are out of things to say at this point. Yes. <laughs> but I think we were out of things to say like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yay, sports! Yeah, go sports and stuff. Thank you for listening to Fanboy and the Hater. We really appreciate it and would love to hear your feedback. Give us a rating. Write a review. Reach out to us on Twitter at FanboyandHater. Email us at thefanboyandthehater at gmail.com. You can find all of our episodes on our website, fanboyandhater.podbean.com. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Where you can download the free Podbean mobile app for Android and iOS. 
You can also find us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Once again, thanks for listening to The Fanboy and the Hater.